Hey gang, welcome to the 27th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your weekend. I'm Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. How are you guys doing this week? Yeah, I'm doing great. Doing great? Yeah. Dakota, how about yeah. you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. So we we took a week off, um, in which I, I played I played a good amount of games, played a good chunk of games. I wanted I you know, I am normally a pretty respectful podcast host and I let you guys go first about what you've been playing over the last couple of weeks. I can't I can't wait to talk about Hollow Knight though, so I'm gonna do that. Uh Hollow Knight That's fine, but it's rude. That's fine. It's fine. I, I acknowledge it's rude. But it's rude. Yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm alright with it. Hollow Knight deserves deserves this priority. So I, I just finished Hollow Knight for the first time last night, which I guess is about a year and a half after it's come out. If if you bought it on Switch, it just came out like a month ago. Do you have it on Switch, Marcos? You probably do, right? Yeah. yeah that's so, what I got it on. Um, so I think it came out on Switch about a month ago, and since it has seen a resurgence in the amount of people who had played it. I actually already owned it on PC, so I just kind of played it there, although I do think it's probably the perfect kind of Switch title. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to talk about just how, how gorgeous this game is. Dakota, you've seen enough of Hollow Knight, right? Yeah, I follow very closely with Hollow Knight. Okay. Uh, and Marcos, you've played It's just a not hours. a game I could ever play. Yeah, because they're like platforming. Like but I watched you play it last night. Yeah. So Hollow Knight, uh, I think joins like the pantheon of best Metroidvanias, um, in terms of like... Uh, Symphony of the Night, Super Metroid. I guess do people do you think people count Ori as a one of the best Metroidvanias of all time? Yeah, I think Probably, so. Probably right. I mean, Metroidvanias is kind of a shallow genre in terms of the games it's put out. So, yeah, without I mean, a doubt, it's, like it's, a, it's a user-based genre. So, yeah, right. So I, you know, I finished this yesterday, and I, I honestly think it's probably. I, I don't even think it probably just in terms of. Like, if you look at it and compare it to something like Super Metroid, there's very little that Hollow Knight doesn't do just as well or better, uh, including how amazing it looks and the sound design. The sound design is out of this world. Like, there's a little squish. It's so, it's so simple, <laughs> but every time you hit an enemy, there's, like, this little squish sound. Like oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, and it's just, like, so satisfying. Or if you, like... If you clink off something, there's like the little clink sound, like of a like a metal piece hitting another piece of metal. It's amazing, and there's just little things like that scattered all over the world. There's these delightful NPCs, and I say delightful. I'm I try to be very careful with that word, but every person you talk to has this interesting story. And I I talked about this yesterday while I was streaming it. A lot of the NPCs are kind of just existing in the world. They don't benefit you or have any sort of relationship to the end game. It's just they're there. Like the world is existing and you're you're exploring it. So it feels very like JRPG in that way um, because I think that's something Western RPGs haven't really ever mastered and that like a living universe can take place without every single character affecting you, the protagonist. Like I was trying to think, do you think Skyrim does that well? Like um, Sky or Elder Scrolls in general? Like, do you think they have NPCs who don't affect the world? Do you think? Do you think they're ever meaningful? I feel like sometimes. Because I remember, I I mean, I've played Skyrim like three times now, and for the most part, NPCs who don't actually 
have a point in the story like there's no side quest involved with them or anything like that they don't their dialogue just cycles it's like the same person i'm like talking to the same person over and over again you know like regardless of what side of the the um you know skyrim they're on no yeah like all the no that makes sense i think there's and i mean it's literally one whole npc that makes me think differently um and it's in the dlc um dragonborn the dragon whatever and uh dragon whatever yeah (laughs) there's um they're not even alive they're technically they're dead they're deceased okay but um and like literally there's no quest involving either of these npcs they literally just exist um you can happen upon their house it's empty and there's you can see that it's ransacked and i think you can fight off some bandits in it but that's kind of it that's to it but if you look around, you find a note, and it's actually a married couple. Um, and it's a gay married couple. That's why it always sticks out to me, too. Um, uh, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. It's in the... Uh, what area? God, I forget the name of it. It's the Morrowind-looking area, right? Yeah, like, it's Morrowind yeah. DLC. It's uh-huh. the Dragonborn DLC. Right. Um, but yeah, and like these, like these, there's no quest to them. Like You could go into that house, kill the bandits, get the loot, and leave. You could never read that note, but you could also find the note and then go and you could see where I think they end up dying together off near like a shore somewhere. You can find them and like there's literally nothing. You don't get any item for finding them, but you could just find them and see them there. there. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's literally just one. But I really like that. And I think Marcos would probably agree. That's something that JRPGs do a lot better. Like every character has sort of their own place. Earthbound is probably my favorite example of that. Like there's just all these characters all over the place and they're like they don't really care about you they just they're there to say weird things that make you more interested in the world uh but i think hollow knight does a really good job with that i it's top notch it's got a top notch score um you know a lot of people have talked about the way that it looks i think the best way that i can put it is it doesn't it's not that it feels super distinct because it is but i think the the real thing here is no matter where I go in Hollow Nest, which is the location for the game, I feel like it belongs there. And it, nothing feels out of place. Where sometimes I felt like Ori would like create like a world just so it could show off its art design. You know, like it would it would have this facet of the world. It's like, see how gorgeous our game is? And it it, it felt almost out of place. Where here it's like everything in Hollow Nest felt like it belonged there. Um and then the boss fights are so good. Like if you and I think a lot of people make the connection to Souls, but it's not really like Souls unless you're talking about the way that the boss fights function. It's it's very much a trial and error. Like you have to learn their learn their moves. Uh, how are you gonna get out of the way? How are you gonna dodge? When are you gonna hit? There's very small windows of opportunity, and it's not like you have a whole lot to your arsenal in terms of attack movement. Sure, but like your attack is pretty much just swing or hit. So. Uh, Hollow Knight right now is the best game I've played all year, and I've played a lot of good stuff. Um, but that's that's mostly what I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Civ Six too. The Rise and Fall DLC is really good. It's probably a, a better game than Civ Five at this point, which is I think a high mark considering how much I I like Civ Five. But Dakota, what have you been playing the last <clears throat> couple of weeks? Um, I'm trying to think if I've played anything other than Octopath, but I don't think I have. Lots of Octopath Traveler. You and the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a sheeple. 
<laughs> just a sheeple. <laughs> I've heard the game literally like sold out. When was, I, I can't remember the last what? time. Yeah, like people can't find copies of it. Yeah, physical copies are hard to come by apparently. Which is you know so what? weird. I, I haven't heard about that in a long time. I went time. and bought it the day of. And the Target that I went to, um, I bought it from Target. And they, I think they only had like two or three when I went to buy it. Crazy. That's good. That's amazing. For a game like that, that's amazing. I love hearing it. They said that Square Enix didn't see any of this like happening. They just thought it was going to be a regular uh, release. I think and that's then, the uh, that's the theme. Yeah, that's the theme with anything that releases on Nintendo Switch, right? We we didn't know it would blow up like this. Especially because I what what's been bugging me is a lot of it's. I don't want to say it's been getting bad press, but a lot of people who either haven't played the demo or just like see the trailer, they're like, "Oh, it looks like an indie game." Sixty bucks seems kind of high for what's essentially a retro game, and I don't know why it bugs me so so much when people say that though. Um, I really actually I Dakota I I'm with you. I hate the infatuation with putting a dollar tag like on your on your worth of somebody else's purchase. Like that makes it's never made any sense to me. I hate Yeah. when a game is like 5 or 6 hours and people are like, "Oh, it's not worth it's not worth the 40 or 50 dollars that I have to pay for." It's like I for me if you put five hour five hours into the greatest game of all time, like say some what's what's a short a short game that's really good, Cuphead Oxenfree. or Oxenfree or something I, I, like that. Like I would pay a lot of money to play a good quality game that's shorter rather than something that's long and just makes me waste let my me just time. See how many hours I've put into Oxenfree? I have forty eight hours into Oxenfree. That's a ton. You must have played and that that's game a, like four that's times. A, and it's a it's a very short game too. Yeah. It's, that's crazy it's a very short game i've put 48 hours into oxen free i'm playing it's that like right now too i forgot to mention that yeah never everything people say and it's literally has nothing to do with like the content of the game it's people who take a like a quick glance in it and they're like oh seems steep for something that looks like an indie game like in reference to the art style of right. the game or it seems you know 60 bucks for what's a ret for essentially a retro game which i don't understand how a a game that takes inspiration hint hint tons of games take inspiration from fucking retro games mm-hmm. it shouldn't be marked with like a high price tag especially when that game has so much content i would have even paid like 80 bucks for it yeah, isn't it like 100 hours just to like complete and i put this in quotes like complete the story i've i have i don't know but i will say that i have put in like fifth i'm gonna say almost 50 I think last I saw almost 50 hours and I haven't even finished all of the, my characters chapter twos yet. Like the second three, chapter. Right? There's three chapters each. I think there's more. There's more. Okay. I've seen people go so. up to three and then I think I kind of stopped. I don't know for certain, but like, I don't even know if I'm halfway through the game. That doesn't include, you know, all the secret areas. I, I don't think there's only three chapters. I think there's at least like four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's a ton of that's a ton. There's a lot of I'm not even done with all of my like chapter twos for the eight different characters. But like, and I'm already fif- almost fifty hours in. That's a ton of content in a single game. And I haven't even been. T- you would love the side quest system. It's all very like you find a character and they're marked with an orange like speech bubble mm-hmm. to show that if you talk to them, they do kind of give you a hint for it's you don't and it'll pop up as a side quest and it'll save in your side quest thing 
so you could look at it later, but it, it doesn't give you any directors. Um, it's uh, just like the little quests that you would make in the Minecraft servers. Oh, yeah. Just like those. Uh, it's exactly cool. the same where it's like a hint and it's like you have to go out to the world and figure it out. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited. I have Octopath loaded up. I, I planned to play it when I was like on the plane and stuff, but I just realized how motion sick I get when I look at anything <laughs> on a plane or in the car. It sucks. Um, and like, it's just, it's super, super pretty. And that like, and I haven't even talked oh, about so, like how like the, and, the warm glow, it like literally breathes through the screen. I've, I, the art design the is amazing. Is so good. Like they did such a good job with this. And then uh, I haven't even like talked about how intense the combat is and how crazy in depth it goes. It's insane. You've got me very, very excited for Project Octopath. It's and why well do I keep calling it Project Octopath? I remember that was that's, their what, that's the original name. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Weird. and it's funny that they stuck with it. Yeah. Because um, that was like the code name or the pro, you know. Yeah. And then they turned into Traveler, Octopath. And Traveler. it's, uh, if you have ever noticed, uh, each of the letters in the word Octopath um, is one of the characters' names. Oh, I did not know that. Although, I like I said, I haven't started the game, so <laughs> it would have been weird had I picked that up. And I mean, uh, the name makes sense. You know, you just travel and you have eight different characters you can yeah, play as. Sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of dissent over the name, but I think it's actually kind of cute. Like, I, I think don't it's know. clever. Yeah, it's clever. Uh, so, Marcos, what about you? What have you been playing the last couple weeks? Uh, the same shit, um, except I've been adding Dark Souls to it because I need to finish it. And yesterday you said you beat Manus, who I think was the last remaining boss for you. I, you probably didn't do like Guinevere and stuff like, or excuse me, Gwendolyn and stuff like that. It's not my last remaining boss. Yeah. I, uh, the second I was able to start doing DLC, I just ran into it. So like I went into the painted world and then I went into uh, the depths and then I went into, uh, I fought the Hydra because I had no idea that I had to fight the Hydra. Which, and then I went. Which Hydra? Oh, right, right, right. To get to the DLC. Yeah, to get to the DLC. Uh huh. Yeah, only you would stumble upon the DLC. The rest of us spent like hours looking for that when it came out. And, uh. Well, yeah. I, had a, I have a friend that plays Souls all the, all the time. So he just. I streamed it for him and he told me where I was supposed to go. Okay. All right, fair and enough. And he told me, like, Cheater. Yeah, DLC. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to like just wander into it. So what do you think? Marcos, you're a big fan of Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3. What do you think of 1? Oh, dude, it's really good. It's yeah. just like, I think I'm used to Souls now, so I haven't had many troubles with any of the for bosses sure. so yeah. far, except for Manus. Manus really got me. That dude was hard. Manus is tough. To be like, four tries, though. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, he, he ate me alive. Who's your favorite Dark Souls 1 boss? You gotta pick Dark one. Dark Souls 1? Yeah. I really like Calamite. Interesting. Did you just like the concept of like Go and his arrow? Yeah, or... dude, I loved Go. The second I shot, I saw Go like stand up and shoot that bow. I was like, yeah, this dude's awesome. One of the coolest moments in the game for sure. Uh, so we actually have some some news to talk about. So let's let's get into that. So there's actually a decent bit of news this past week. Um, my favorite bit of which was that Halo announced that they would not have a Battle Royale mode. I don't, it's not that I'm like excited at the prospect of them not having one. It's just weird that we've gotten to the point where games are announcing the feature that they won't have in Battle Royale. Uh, that it's literally a feature that so many 
companies are expected to put into their game that it's funny like when is we don't even know when halo infinite is going to come out probably like two years from now and yet we're already learning that they're not going to have a battle royale mode so i'm a little disappointed in that yeah i kind of understand that tell me why i was kind of like because i like all the weird like halo has all those jump pads they have all the various different kinds of vehicles and like flight vehicles i thought that'd be really cool in like a battle royale sense I would have really liked to just see what they were going to do. Like, what what would a battle royale for Halo look like? Because it already kind of is when you think about it. Uh, Halo is mostly about grab. It's not randomized, obviously, but it's mostly about like grabbing the dominant weapons and succeeding with them, which is really a concept that battle royale has. And you know, that's that's sort of the central idea behind games like Fortnite and PUBG. So it would have been fun fun to try out. Dakota, are you ever going? Like, do you think there's ever a world? where a battle royale game like what if like stardew valley had some sort of <laughs> battle royale yeah battle like, royale. like so is there any game that you play that you'd want to see a battle royale type experience i feel like that's hard because i just don't enjoy multiplayer games sure i don't like interacting with other people what if it's other npcs well isn't that skyrim wait no i can just go kill whatever npcs i want in skyrim okay okay here here's here's let's let's make this let's make this stardew valley battle royale game so you're dropped into a massive farm space and you have to survive based off the stocks and crops that you're able to produce and it's not there's no violence in this battle royale it's literally who can survive by farming the best nonsense no 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 no. you know i'm gonna say i I was gonna say i would sabotage someone for trampling my crops i would murder someone like run a mower along somebody's (laughs) lawn or something dude i I don't know how that game works but i imagine you could do weird shit like that okay dakota would you play this game other npcs only no no (laughs) multiplayers only npcs yeah (laughs) In this battle royale of yes, props. Yes, Stardew. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of, um, there's a Harvest Moon game for the GameCube. Oh <laughs> Harvest Moon Magical <laughs> Melody that actually had multiplayer. And um, I think one of the games was literally like kind of sort of that idea where you could, it was like four different players and whoever could farm the most, I think, or something. <laughs> Is that a win? <laughs> I'm so happy that this weird idea is actually a thing. I, I feel like I need to go play it. Like now. they had a. I mean, I, I can look it up maybe another day. But yeah, let's let's had, fact check that and see what it's all about. There was like they had. There was definitely a multiplayer mode, and it had swimming, and it had it had like a couple different mini games. I can't remember what they are. Amazing. Let me, magical. So while while Dakota's fact-checking this, uh, Marcos, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I thought was kind of interesting. So Marcos, I think, has long made fun of me for playing this. Pretty much everybody in our community has, which is fair. I've stuck with No Man's Sky since the beginning. Um, I've bought it like three different times. And uh, I I, just recently, this, this past week... Um, Hello Games, I think is the name of the studio. 
and Sean Murray released a trailer called No Man's Sky Next. And my original thought was that they were making a sequel, but in all actuality, this is a free update to No Man's Sky. This is like the fourth or fifth major expansion they've put into this game. Now, there was a lot of initial blowback, obviously, when the game came out, and it wasn't really anything like they said. Marcos, is it time to forgive Hello Games for, for the No Man's Sky release? Are we okay to move Has on? Has the update come out already? It's coming out this August, I think. Then it is not time yet. <laughs> what do they need to do to prove themselves? Uh, let people play the update. Let them enjoy it. Let but, them see if their prayers have been answered. And only then will they be absolved. It's just, it's how many years? So this is like two years where they've just been putting out free updates. That's impressive, yeah. right? The player base can't be that high. I mean, I hope the updates are free considering they charged full price for an unfinished game. It's always on sale on PSN, though. It's like 20 bucks or something like that. Good. It deserves it. So I guess, I guess we're, we still have not forgiven. I've oh, never yeah. played the game, so I can't be completely mad at it because I've never been like... I wasn't fooled. I never spent money on the game either, yeah. I wasn't one of the fools. I wasn't like Ben times three. No, times like, three. Didn't you buy it like five times? And I, never I've, I've purchased times? it three times. I have it on PS4, I have it on Steam, and then I bought it on release, and it would literally not run on my high-powered PC. It would, like, yeah, it would go that. like 15 frames. Yeah, it was atrocious, and I was like, okay, I can't do this. And then I quickly... They released an update, and I was like, oh, I'll try this again. I downloaded it again. It still didn't work. <laughs> but now it does. Now it does. I play, the, I play the game every once in a while. When the update comes out, and when everybody's happy, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive them. Sure. Everybody I'm not has even angry at them. Not everybody, but like a resounding amount of people need to be ready. Like They need to be enjoying this update. Okay. This is coming from a Destiny fan. How dare you? How? You know what? We're done. Next next subject. I don't need to. Hey, I found those mini games that I was talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, tell us about mini games are there? So, yeah. so you got one. I think it's like you're supposed to like count. Uh, I'm just like seeing the pictures and trying to remember. Because um, I don't want to read these little lips <laughs> on them. Okay. But no. There's one with like a bunch of little raccoons or something, animals, and you got to count them. It's, um, or guess the number because they're all in a pin and there's a bunch and you can throw Everything. the guess out there and whoever's the closest wins. There's one where you farm plots of land and you want to hoe down, like <laughs> hoe down. Hoe down. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to get as much land as possible. You want to have the most squares that are yours. But there's also these monkeys running around trying to destroy those. Um, and whoever has the most uh, squares hoed wins. There's a fishing game. There's a climbing game. <laughs> Horse racing, whoever gets, um, there's a mining one. And so whoever gets like the most valuable stuff, I assume wins. And then there's a swimming one. I remember the swimming one vividly because I would always play that one because I was the best at that one. This you just is... had to collect some colored balls floating around. <laughs> Sounds more like Mario Party than anything. Like those, all those little mini games. Oh, well, let me tell you, my friend would come over and beg me to play those games beg me she's like please let's play these and i'm like god i'm so bored no <laughs> <laughs> uh so our first discussion segment this week is going to be something that i i thought a, a lot about um just recently i overheard a conversation i was at the airport and oh, i heard i heard somebody Which talking uh, I, I, uh lax i guess um 
that must have been where it was at. Yeah, it was just. You got to throw in some details to. We're waiting. We're waiting to take our flight back. Um, got to spice up the story. Yeah, okay, LAX. Some detail. Yeah, so we were just waiting, um, and I overheard somebody talking about Grand Theft Auto, and they were talking about how they refused to play Grand Theft Auto Five. And they had they started having like a really intense discussion because one person uh, the, who seemed they were both older gentlemen, so like kind of surprised like this was not the demographic I would have thought. They were both in business suits, uh, and I, you know I say older, but they were like forty, I guess. And so they were talking about Grand Theft Auto, and one one said they were a huge fan, and the other guy said that he couldn't keep playing the game after the torture sequence in Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, I, have either of you played Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, I actually haven't. So Grand Theft Auto V has a sequence in which uh, Trevor, one of the three characters you play as, is basically you're forced to do a torture sequence in the game. And it's uncomfortable. Like, there's no doubt it's uncomfortable. But it's, I would say, Marcos, I don't know if you agree, it's within character for Trevor to do something like that. Um, yeah, it's in character. I think the bad part of it is, is that the person you're torturing doesn't even deserve it. Like, he doesn't know anything. You're not going to get anything out of him. And you, you as a player, know that you're not getting anything out of this character. But uh, you still go through it. And you have to go through it. That's the, that's yeah. the weird thing. I thought that was a fair point. It's like, okay, this guy didn't want to play through something that made you go through a sequence like that. And it got me thinking, what would it take for me to put a game down? And I'm not talking about necessarily just, like, torture sequences or anything like that. But, like, what's a mechanic that if I come across or a trope or something like that, I'm just like, okay, I'm done with this game. Um, so on a mechanical level, an art design level, a narrative level, I was kind of curious what what makes you guys put a game down um, and never return to it? Or, you know, sort of have that refusal to, to return to it. So I guess, at Marcos, do you have one right off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. Okay, go for it. Like gameplay, like escort missions, giant escort missions, yes. like games like Detroit or be or Beyond Two Souls, or what are they called? Okay. Um, the, David the Telltale Cage games. games, yeah. David Cage Telltale. Detroit Telltale. doesn't have I an escort mission. Oh, it for sure does. It for Which sure one? does. The the sequence like, yeah, when you're trying to save the girl fun. from the rain, like you're you're trying to find shelter for her. That's an escort mission. No, right? no, no, yeah, no, no, but there's like, no real escort missions. Oh, like. Are one thing, and then like games, like the entirety of the David Cage games, where you just like there's no real gameplay. Okay, so it, uh, just to clarify what you're talking about, you're basically saying what sort of like a walking simulator type experience. Yeah. Okay, I don't like this stuff. Okay, when you're kind of walking and from... the game is like trying to give you deliver narrative while you have to control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So, what about something like Assassin's Creed then, with like an escort mission where they have you like protecting or watching over a player and if they die you have to reset the mission how do you feel about I those? Hate those that's fine i think resident evil 4 does it the best with chloe yes but, uh, yeah, those yeah. are fine and dakota you said no no to what escort missions yeah i don't like it it's like a like assassin's creed those are awful but it doesn't make like, you put a game down no, I am someone that very little will stop me from not playing a game because even if I don't like it, I have to, I, for myself, I feel like I have to play through the rest of the game to just make sure and verify that I really don't like this game and I can have a, a good argument and a good 
standpoint when someone tries to argue with me about why I don't like it. Okay, that's fair. So let's let's try and uncover what what it would take for Dakota to just shut a game off and not play it. Uh, for me, one of the things that I realize is that if as soon as a game because I, I love stupid games like you guys probably know this about me i was playing sonic adventure 2 the other day and there, <laughs> there's like you a dark mode harry potter series oh like, yeah sure harry potter series whatever like i love i love games based off movies that are just like totally dumb and like the dialogue is awful and so yesterday or i guess it was saturday i was playing sonic adventure 2 and dr egghead is that his name dr egghead I always, dr eggman eggman i always confused Egg How dare he you. has an egg-shaped head. He, he is an egg-shaped man. Sonic and calls him egghead to be a to be a little like shithole. But yeah. <laughs> so you play this, you play on the dark mode, you play a mission as Dr. Egg Eggman. And uh by the end of it, you you unlock uh what's the what's the dark Sonic? Oh god. Uh Shadow Shadow, thank you. I'm just dark forgetting Sonic. all my Sonic lore. Uh so Shadow shadow pops up at the end of this mission with with eggman and he's like he's like you've unlocked me master and as your as your prize for unlocking me i will grant you one wish and then dr eggman's like he like gets all into a tizzy and he attacks shadow <laughs> it's like this really weird sequence that you'd never expect to find in the game so like some people might look at that and be like, okay, that's too stupid for me to like get past, but I just want more of that. That oh, I'm thirsty for that kind better. of material. It only gets better. It's so, funny because okay. Sonic Adventures 2 was like my childhood. So are we all in agreement that like dumb is good? Dumb dumb doesn't make us put the game down at least. No. As long as it doesn't take itself too seriously while still being dumb. Okay, so what's an example of something taking itself too seriously? Heavy rain. Duke Nukem oh. uh, forever. Duke Nukem forever. Really? Okay, I agree with yeah. this. I played this game, and people were really upset that I felt that way. <laughs> really <laughs> upset. So what? What? It, what happens in Duke Nukem Forever that is too serious? Everything. More or less. Yeah. Like the one of the things that I I kind of remember about Duke Nukem is that you'd like go around. And there'd be like two naked women off to the side, and they'd be like, "Oh, Duke, like, <laughs> like ravage us, Duke." And it's like the game. The game. I, I, I sure hope it's not being serious. But part of me wants to believe the developers were like, you know what would really engage the players if we had like, we had these two scantily clad women, just, just lust for Duke right now. <laughs> like that's what the game. That's what the game felt like. <laughs> It, it didn't feel like they were being satirical. It felt like they wanted to have sex with the characters in the game. And that that was weird. Um, and, you know, just like the whole idea of like Duke being, you know, he like snatches a camera from a kid. And he just punches another guy in the face. Uh, there's all he'll kinds of weird stuff in that. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, that, throw, he'll literally throw crap. Yeah. And it's like, we say all these things and it's like, it doesn't, okay, clearly the game's not taking itself seriously, right? But just the way that it comes off, like, feels like they are, they're being serious about it. Uh, yeah, Miss Satire. If you, if you do satire poorly, I'll put that game down. I'll put it down. Throw that game in the garbage. What about art design? Oh, yeah. That's, that's can, probably what a huge turn most... away for me. Okay, like, what kind of art design? 
I don't know how to say what kind of art design other than ugly. West of Loathing? Oh, no. good call. Yeah. No, that's a, not that's not that's stylistic. That's not ugly. <laughs> what I don't know. Let me go look at look up ugly. like where's the line there? Yeah, let me go look up something. Okay, that Marcos, I could like use you? as an example. Art design, I'm pretty much fine with anything, man. As long as the game's fun, I'm good. I, I play Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Fam. I, I go that play game, anything. That game is ugly. <laughs> okay, can I tell you guys what I won't play anymore? 64-bit games. See why? They're okay. You so like Polygon? No, it's like the it's like the latest indie trend. Uh, the only game I've seen recently that I think looks kind of nice is like Sundered. I'm gonna post a picture. I'll see if I can link oh, it dude, in the podcast. I love Sundered. Yeah, Sundered, Sundered looks good, good, but like something like this. So I just posted it. For those who don't know, it's like a oh, like Fez. Sure, Fez. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's too much on my eyes. I yeah. think I can get that. I think I okay. can see that. Okay. Honestly, I think the best descriptor for games that I can't play are just old ones. Old like, ones. Yeah, like what's that? Donkey Kong. Those Donkey Kong games. I hate those. DKC. They're so, they're Yo, so Donkey ugly. Kong Country. Oh, they're Yo. so ugly. Mario oh, yeah. Agreed. So ugly. Agreed. But I love it. I love that ugly. The Legend of Zelda, like the. Ocarina I, I of Time and Majora's Mask are so oh, ugly. Oh, God, take that back. No. I, I love those that. games. I love those games, but they're not very pretty. Donkey Kong Country is ugly. Um, on else the 3DS, the- yeah. Ocarina of Time looks beautiful. Looks great. I'm with you I'm on DKC graphics. being ugly as all hell. I'm glad I played that game, though, because it, ha- it, it has an ugly look to it for sure, but it's like... That, you know what, what look that game has? It's like a photorealism. I've talked about this a little bit. Like, if you go play uh, um, Unravel, like if you played Unravel yet, Dakota, you would love that game. It's not hard. There's a little platforming, but you would love it. Uh, um, I think the term they use is pre-rendered graphics for uh, Dungeon Country games okay. like that. Sure, that makes sense. So, but like those realistic backgrounds, that's kind of what DKC had going for it, and yeah. it just looked ugly. I ugly. I would say I generally don't like um, and it's like what a a lot of indie games do it's uh oh like in games made with unity if that makes sense like games usually made with the unity engine give us an example i'm bad um, with engines god it's just because i watch a lot of let's plays but also like the weird like polymorphic style like mario 64 um that is like kind of coming back it looked people are doing it like a little bit cuter okay like what about like ukulele no, ukulele is nice. Okay. It's not bad. Is ukulele like, the Unity en- engine? Yeah, I believe so, actually. I have no idea. I'm bad with my engines. I need to, like, I most, need to freshen up. Most, a lot of games are made on Unity. Like, tons and tons and tons. Because it's, I, I don't know why. Um, it's probably easy to program. Yeah, and I, I think it's just easily available. But, oh, God, I hate this because I can't, like easily just look up games made on the engine <laughs> that are indie titles that i've seen sure. but it's like just so clunky so boxy and like it looks very dated like it looks like a mario 64 where like mario 64 it gets a pass because it's old you know okay but like everything made on generally on the unity engine by most indie devs is what 
Just okay, ugly. Here, here's one for you. Motion controls. Yeah, I don't mind them. Don't mind yeah, them. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. You know I love Skyward Sword. I'll put a game down if I'm like three-fourths of the way into it, and then it's like, shake the controller violently to break through the door. Like, all of a sudden, it's like... I haven't used motion controls the whole time, and then it's asking me to shake the controller violently. That's I'll I'll get pretty upset about that. I don't know if I put the game away, but you I mean Detroit become human. Well, Detroit does a that any, the whole game at least. I I load the controls. Game? Yeah, like I all of his he he has this weird obsession with awkward motion controls. He really does. <laughs> yeah, he wants to interact. In every every one of his games, every single one, it has really weird awkward motion controls at such inopportune times. Well, we we talk a lot about like uh, like Ludo, you know, the concept of a, a game and its its game mechanics um, having like a, a nice cohesion between the way that it controls. So like in Brothers Tale of Two Sons, which is the one we always return to, like the left joystick controls the, the, the one of the brothers and the right joystick controls the right. And like that's a cool example of a controller doing something interesting and like interactive. Like I think Marcos was saying, Cage wants it to be like interactive, but instead the motion controls, it just, yeah, it fails. It just doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, especially when like the motion controls still don't feel like they entirely work. Like when I shake my controller to the left, like sometimes it just doesn't register and it's like, okay, that's, that's God, the, the worst ones were uh, in Detroit become human where there ones where you had like tilt the controller to the side like yes as if you're, that, like, exactly that's a, especially because exactly i would the game i realized eventually that it wants you to just hold it like you would normally hold your controller and like tilt it you know mm -hmm. that makes sense whereas i would pick it up and hold the controller like as if i was facing it towards me and like turn it like a race car steering wheel right yeah so i would always go terrible. to turn it because that's that's how i would turn in heavy rain that's how it was supposed to be done in heavy rain um and that was just my point of reference but it wanted you to hold it like a normal controller and like tilt it. And you didn't even have to turn it that much. And I was just so annoyed. But it's like, if you <laughs> turn it too fast, it would actually break the, it, it would ruin it. It would be like, oh no, you didn't do it right. But it's like, you just went too quick. Stop. I, I did the right motion. <laughs> Give it to me. Well, so I think we're, we're all pretty consistent. And then it takes a lot for us to actually like put a game down. Um, so like there, there's I, not a whole lot, I think, on my end where I'll see one thing and I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to give this game a chance anymore. For me, I the one thing that will make me put a game down is my, like, pure salt. Pure um, salt, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the only thing that's ever made me stop playing a game for months at a time. And so I think, like, the, the, the biggest example I could think of is that uh, I was playing Minecraft in like a single player world <laughs> and i had i went mining and i had so much good stuff this is my like my first experience playing minecraft too you know i had so much good stuff i'm like oh yeah about to leave and then i get murdered by lava in the bottom of a mine so it's like i can't even go save my stuff it all burned up and i never played again for like a year <laughs> i tend to be kind of the opposite in that like marcos can attest to this when something really, when I'm having a hard time with a boss or something, like, what is the what is the guy at the end of Kingdom Hearts one? I always confuse him with um, Anthem. Oh, Anthem, Secret of Dark. Yeah, yeah, so like Anthem, I should have put the controller down at some point, right? Oh, but boy. instead, yeah. I just like keep going and like I keep oh. going until eventually I do it. 
And then I, I loathed the game for that. Like, it's like, it, I feel like it made me spend all this time I didn't want to spend with it. Uh, and Man, so that was I, a terrible. Yeah, I just, I have a tendency to like beat my head against a brick wall until eventually I make a dent in it. And that's <laughs> probably not the way to do it. So I have, I have two other like uh, Stardew, da Stardew Valley moments oh, that boy. made me not play the game well i shouldn't say the first one was the game when the game first released i played it like a few months after the fact and it was after he announced he was going to do this big update it was like the first big update mm -hmm. um and he was going to add more dateable characters and the character that i wanted to date wasn't dateable but it had voted <laughs> him in <laughs> so you could date him in the next update which didn't obviously happen for like another year um, and so I never, I was like, I can't date the character I want and I can't mod the game to date the one I want. So I'm just not going to play. You know what? This is a really interesting avenue for discussion. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I was just, I was just, see, I just saw the Fantastic Beast trailer, which has Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Oh, uh, okay. And obviously Johnny Depp had some, some stuff. Um, He's got issues. Yes. Um, not, not like I think it was a domestic abuse scandal. I'm not really familiar with it. So I don't want to no, get into all that. Yeah. He like abused his wife like that's the, the bottom that, line that's what happened okay he so, abused his wife sure so a lot of people uh, were saying like i'm not gonna see this movie because it has johnny depp in it and i always kind of understand that on a like a fundamental level i think for me it's more like i can enjoy the art without enjoying the artist um but is there anything like a game developer can do where you're like i'm never buying anything from that developer or publisher and it'll just you know it'll make you throw the game in the garbage like if the if the developer does something something outside of the game is there anything that can happen outside of the game that'll make you just not want to play it i'm guilty because all this stuff happened with like david cage remember that when he yeah, had like, tons no, of scandals sure. popping mm -hmm. up and i was like man you know david cage sucks but man this game looks real good yeah uh-huh that's kind of uh, i'm if the game looks really good, there's nothing really stopping me scandal-wise. I'll just feel guilty about it. <laughs> 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 kind of like how I ate Chick-fil-A for lunch this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I think it's just one of those things that, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's it, the game I, looks great. I want to play it. There's Ooh, a sense sorry. of there's a sense of guilt when I'm I'm going through it, and even like I think I'm better about it than most people in that like I. When, you know when it comes to stuff like ea i'm not like ooh boo ea i'm not buying anything from them again like i still recognize that you know something like uh a way out you know was that's really important for joseph ferris and his development team and like even though ea published it i don't associate those two things i know people who work at ea who are wonderful and like great people it's like i don't you can't punish everybody for like the higher up decisions um it's hard i always try and rationalize this in my head but Marcus... especially for oh, go indie ahead, devs as, especially for indie devs mm -hmm. um you know a lot of times like without that big publisher like without ea or like say chucklefish because chucklefish produces a ton of indie games and they're i mean i guess they're an indie like company still but like they made tons and tons of really popular games that are still like indie within the community, I suppose, but they're very, I think they're like Starbound, Stardew Valley, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you, they just, they need that big publisher for more money and to make a better game. Right. So, so yeah. I, don't, I don't fault them for it. Sure. 
Uh, Marcos, it's like Marvel being bought by Disney. What's up? Oh God, yeah. Well, Marvel. I don't. We'll get into some. I I I want to get into mergers at a later point. I that was something I've been thinking a lot about, like these big mergers between games. But Marcos, what about you? Is there anything from like a developer's point of view? Like if if a developer does or says something, uh, it, will you you know boycott a game over it? I mean. I, I still play Capcom games, so nah, man. I mean, I'm pretty... I don't really care. As long as, like, the game looks fun, I'm probably going to play it. So, okay, I'm, go- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get at you guys for this one. Um, let's say... I, I really want to dig into this. Dakota, let's say that somebody, a developer, makes a, an indie developer, a one-man team, who obviously has a publisher or something, says something extremely racist uh and their game looks fun and you want to play that game but you know that when you buy it most of the 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 money that you put into that game is going to that developer is that does that give you a second second glance at something or do you still do you think you still pick it up Eh, i can go watch a let's play on youtube okay so you find different ways to not necessarily support the game just... Unless it looks real good, then I guess I gotta pick it up. <laughs> like, if it was Stardew Valley, I would watch a YouTuber for a little bit and I'd be like, that looks real fun. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're, we're at least being honest. What about you, Marcos? Yeah, I'll probably play it. Okay. I think if for, I want to. I, I think for me, if, it, if I know it's just the one person, I probably avoid it. Uh, I, a, a way that I rationalize this stuff all the time is that, like, okay, David Cage is an asshole. But there are a lot of people working on this game that worked hard on it who aren't sexist and racist and whatever David Cage might be. Uh, that's how I rationalize stuff. I think if it's one person, it's a little easier for me to say, no, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm but if the game looks it. really good, what then. What if it's the best game out there? Yeah. Okay, well, if hit like... me, get, give me an what example. What if it's Hollow Knight? What if it's Hollow Knight the and the developer behind Hollow Knight? Knight? Well, Team Cherry, they, we were talking about this the other day. We have a listener who... Um, is not super cool with Team Cherry, and they did something a while ago where they promised that the game would come out on PS4, and it never did, and that kind of sat with them the wrong way. Uh, it, a lot of people have theorized that Nintendo might actually have stepped in and said, "Hey, like if you just put this game out on our console, or at least put it out on our console first, we'll pay you money for that," um, at, despite the promise that they made. So, like that kind of thing doesn't bother me enough to say I'm not going to buy the game. Right, like I, I don't care about something like that. But but you also have other avenues of being able to play that game. You have a true high end computer. Yeah. For someone who might only have a PS4. So That's if the, what if what if I I guess I'll put myself in a hypothetical situation. If I owned a PS4 and that's the only thing I own and that's the only thing I'll play Hollow Knight on, and they lie about it and that game later comes to PS4, I don't know if I still buy it. I don't know if I do. That's fair. Like at that point, the hype would, it's like, man, I'm not even hyped for this game anymore. I'm just going to pass. I think that's the way a lot of people felt about that, the last Tomb Raider, because it came out on Xbox and then like a year later came out on PS4 and people were like, eh, the moment's passed a little bit. So I I kind of get it. Any any other hypothetical situations you put yourself in where you wouldn't buy a game? Um,. I mean, if like the developer like physically beat me down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Physical yeah, confrontation. Yeah. Personal yeah. physical like, confrontation. Like if Shigeru Miyamoto came up and posted <laughs> up 
And I was like, you know what? I don't like Mexicans. I'm about to do you in, boy. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm done with Nintendo. Like, yeah. I yeah. just want to clarify that Shigeru Miyamoto has never said anything <laughs> about about his Spanish people. I don't you really do because they'll come after anybody for anything. Yeah, man, the Nintendo. They'll do anything to screw people over. <laughs> okay. I, I uh, think... Disclaimer, I love Nintendo. Don't sue us or get angry at us. <laughs> Especially because we're about our whole next conversation of us is about Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> suing people, so this is gonna go Nintendo well. Nintendo sues anybody and everybody they can get their little hands on. Oh, let's man. be honest. Rip, rest in peace, Blockbuster. Well, they can have the hundred dollars a month our podcast makes. That's all you get, Nintendo. That's all you get. Dakota, oh. anything else? Um, I feel like I did, but then I lost it, so no. Okay. Oh, that... I give my money. I, I, I I'll say oh. no. But I give my money to a lot of kind of crazy wild games. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a. Started? No, we, like, we uh, about like adult games. No, Cockroach Simulator. Oh. <laughs> Remember that one? I tried to, I tried to gift Ben a game called Cockroach Simulator, and he denied it like five times. We're we're probably gonna move on from this discussion now. And then also, Jen. Ben, you boyfriend. Just want that on record. Or genital a... jousting. I have that money. one. I've, Some, I've, somebody I've, I persisted enough. I gave it to you. Yeah. I, I gave a ton of people genital jousting. You know how much money I've given that company? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've bought three like, or four. That's copies. silly. I don't feel bad about that stuff. You know? It's silly and fun, but it's still like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel a little bit. Cockroach simulator, genital jousting. Yeah. I bought Grass oh, Simulator. Yo, that game was surprisingly. Funny. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're gonna let's go into our our second discussion after this little break. Um, we're gonna be talking about copyright and a recent <laughs> mass lawsuit that uh, Nintendo had against various ROM sites, um, and we're gonna be talking about the implications of that and whether or not we we agree with what Nintendo's doing, despite the legal implications of it, um, whether or not we think it's good or it's bad or whatever. We'll get into that, and then we'll uh, do our little trivia show before we head out. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back in just a few. This episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon members. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do for as little as $1 a month and receive special rewards, like listening to the Epilogue Podcast a day early. A special shout-out to our Platinum and Midnight Tier members, including Matt Buchanan, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Disney Lover for Life, Melody Jameson, and Drafter. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the 27th episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. We're going to be talking about something a little more serious this time around, um, especially because I think that as we look at games and the ability to play older games, um, something we all talk a lot about at Epilogue Gaming, um, stuff like this is, is really something to pay attention to, I think. Uh, Nintendo just recently sued various ROM sites, um, I think in, including the, the largest one, which is Emo, Emu. Uh, oh, gosh, I forget the... It starts with Emu. Am Emu I just, Paradise. Yes, Emu Paradise. Thank you. Uh, for mass copyright infringement. And essentially what this is, is Nintendo um, suing websites for hosting their games to be downloaded and used uh, in... I guess what is the an emulated form, right? Like it's not necessarily the games themselves, because sometimes like I'll download. Um, I'm I've done this before, 
I've downloaded uh, like Pokemon Red or something, and then I'll see a Charmander pop up in an area Charmander shouldn't be. So there's something wrong with the game code, but it's more or less the same game. Um, I'm not sure how accurate the rest of everything is, but this is something that's happening, and a lot of people are nervous about this because it it if this were to go through, if these ROMs were to disappear, people ask where would we play these old games because Nintendo's not selling them on their latest consoles and they're taking them off of their older ones like the Wii. So that's kind of an issue. Um, but this is going to um, this, the one discussion we had with like video games disappearing. Yeah, like yeah, video preservation. game preservation. Sure. Yeah. I, and I think that's really important to note here because I frequently will defend companies um, in terms of their lawful right to defend their own titles. And I think Nintendo has the right to say, hey, we don't want people downloading our games illegally, no matter how old they are, um, especially because Nintendo has a lot of stake in their older stuff, um, which has shown itself in you know the manifestation of the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. But a lot of the games that are on those ROM sites aren't available on those consoles. So Dakota, is this something you have you take issue with? Like, what what what's going on here? I understand why, and Nintendo definitely had, you know, they're entitled to being able to do this, and I'm surprised those ROM sites have lasted as long as they did without falling under Nintendo's radar, especially how quickly Nintendo is to scratch out, like, a Pokemon, um, like, modded Pokemon games, like Pokemon Uranium, if you ever remember when that came out and was a thing. Yeah, that was big. Mm -hmm. Like, that, like, literally the next day it was gone. Nintendo got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Or even with Pokemon Go, they there's like a little map so where you could see what Pokemon were where or where you could go to get certain Pokemon. Yeah, like um, that. I remember the little hack that people had. But, you know, so I'm surprised these emulators have lasted as long as they have without Nintendo saying it. Did we lose Dakota? Oh, boy. Sorry, my, my, head, my headphones did a thing. Now, now you sound a little scuffy. Uh, they they were just turning on. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You can continue. Go ahead. Um, but uh, and so there's no way that I feel like there's kind of something up because there's no way Nintendo didn't know that people were emulating all their old games. Yes. You know, this especially with how quick at. they mm-hmm. with how quick they are to even get at modded Pokemon games, like every little one. You know. Um. So I think maybe they have some kind of plan in store with their old games. And emulators might interfere with that plan. Agreed. Um, yeah, this is what I was hoping to scoop out of you guys. Marcos, Dakota says... What's up? Mar- <laughs> Dakota says that Nintendo's got something planned. And this, the timing of this is curious, no doubt. What is what is Nintendo planning if, if they're taking down oh, these ROM sites? boy. Oh, boy. Is it finally <laughs> going to happen? Are we finally going to get it? What do you think we're going to get? I really want the virtual console to be a real thing. So they've actually gone as far to say that they're no, not doing No, no, no. They are liars. <laughs> Is it possible they do you something? Okay, here's something I thought about. I, I think you're probably right. They're going to do some sort of virtual console thing, and it probably won't be called virtual console, but it'll be the same thing. But what if... What if they allow you to buy an additional cartridge or something like that for the SNES Classic with more games or the NES Classic with oh, more games? No. 
What if they release an N64 classic or a GameCube classic? Oh, no. Oh man, a GameCube classic. That's the. Oh, that's, no. What if that's the plan? And that's the thing. It's there's no Very way that they plan. were letting these emulator sites just fly under their radar. There's no way they didn't know about them. No way they didn't know they existed. I think they saw these and were like, you know, this is fair. We understand. We don't have these games. We want people to enjoy these classics. But now they're like, well, we're trying to plan something. We're trying to do something big here. These can have that, that up. So let's uh, nip it in the bud. If Before they're trying to use their, if they're trying to make their minis like platforms, they should make a hell of a lot more than they did. I agree with that. So this is the first time I think you'll ever hear me get a tad bit upset with the company and the way that they've handled the copyright strikes of, of their own property. Um, for me, I've said this a hundred times. I was looking for Super uh, Superman sixty four the other day, right? And I understand that this is a little this is difficult for Nintendo to probably you know in terms of the property rights and all that. I wanted to buy Superman sixty four. I literally there's no place online to buy Superman sixty four and play it. So so I was stuck downloading a ROM and you know I like I'm not proud of that. I just want to play the game. And that was the only way for me to do it. I will buy a game. I, it doesn't matter how much you want to charge for it. Um, at that point, I will make an assessment. If it's an available thing, I'll make an assessment as to whether or not that's something that's worth it to me. But when you don't make it available at all, I'm literally left with no choice if I want to play that game. So I guess you guys assess this. Am I morally, oh, is it morally okay for, for Ben Vollmer to do something like that? Dakota, is it okay for me to download this game illegally, more or less? And, and no, it's illegal. It? Not more or less. It is illegal. Yes. So tell me, morally speaking. Um. No. Yeah. You're. I mean, it's still bad. You shouldn't do it. Still okay. But I mean, who cares? <laughs> well, Nintendo does apparently. <laughs> <Wow. right? laughs> well, of course who they care. Cares? Who cares? I mean, it's Nintendo their property. Does. Yeah. So, of course they care. Okay, so one of the things that I also will do is I won't buy anything unless I have a physical... I, sorry, I won't download a ROM unless I have a physical copy of it. So like Ocarina of Time, I have a physical copy. Uh, Red and Blue, I have physical copies of those. I've purchased the games. Um, and you can actually download ROM... If you have the software for it, you can download ROMs on your computer. And I wouldn't have to get them from a site like this. Now, I'll admit I don't own a copy of Superman 64. This is the first time I've ever done that ever and it was only because i literally could not find a physical copy so marcos do you agree with dakota that both morally and legally i'm in the wrong here i mean for sure legally yeah uh, morally uh not really i don't i don't think morally it's wrong it's superman 64 it's a meme at this point and it is unavailable outside of just downloading it yeah so, yeah i think okay. you're good okay I feel a little relieved. Only one out of two of you <laughs> thinks I'm morally reprehensible. I mean, I think I'm in the same. I, I guess I didn't phrase my stuff right. Uh, my, but who cares? Was that morally? Who gives two diddles? Okay. All right. So what? what Legally, about... yeah, you're you're wrong. You, you shouldn't do that. You could go to jail. Don't do that. You could go to jail. I'm admitting to things that will will. Uh, I feel like into. morally, I, w I would give you more shade for uh, if it was like a recent game that Nintendo would actually be making money. Yes. Off of. Okay. So let's dig into Superman that. 64. They're oh, not making any money oh. off of Superman 64. So the people that oh down use what what are those agents like? People hack their switches to get games early. 
Well, we've had like, people still... in this particular community, yeah, and I, yeah. I won't call out names, but yeah. they're, they're, I've, got... I've had discussions with people who think oh, it's man. okay to hack their systems and download recently made games. Now, I... Well, games that haven't even come out yet. Like, I remember a dude playing Breath of the Wild early, and I'm just like, why? Like, why are you doing that to Nintendo? Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you doing that to the people who made the game? Right? Yeah. So I've struggled with this, Marcos, because, you know, people made Superman 64. People made that. They put sweat and tears into that game, oh, man, believe it or in. not. I'm starting to conflate myself with these people uh, from my download of Superman 64. <laughs> I, I don't know. Somebody, it's, Marcos, tell me something. What's the difference between me and somebody who downloads Breath of the Wild illegally? Like, make me they feel could better go here. Out, okay, we, Breath of the Wild, you know they have the console for it. You know that they can go out and buy the game. Superman 64, you can't just, like, go on the eShop or go to, like, your nearest Best Buy or GameStop and pick up Superman 64. Right. Yeah, and I think it's that's... It's all about availability, and if you're just downloading it illegally, when you know you can just, walk, like, drive for five minutes and pick it up, you're being a thief as well as lazy and yeah i think it's very much the difference and i think that's such a good because i think it's thievery too i i do like on a on an actual morally and legally uh i think it i think it's stealing but i, I do i do want to say that i think there's there's a similarity here for me downloading superman 64 and maybe i'm just trying to excuse myself i don't know you guys can call me out if i am but downloading Superman 64 feels a lot more like somebody dropping a nickel and me being like picking up that nickel and trying to figure out who to give it to, right? Or I could just take the nickel for myself. Whereas Breath of the Wild feels like I go into somebody's house, I steal 50 bucks, and, and I leave. Like there's a, I guess they're both no, on some level. They're, they're, I mean, legally, both are wrong. But with Breath of the Wild, you're you're stealing essentially profits, not even just from Nintendo, but all mm. the people that worked so hard to make that game. Superman sixty four in this day and age, you're yeah, who's, not. Who's that you're, money you're, even you're, going to? <laughs> you're, it's literally going to whoever is the retro shop that's reselling it. You know, the we have a handful of like game show stores that sell old games, um, or like the eBay per, the person on eBay selling it. Like it's just going to that. To that person it's not actually going back to game developers well i think it's just even, going to somebody making a quick buck you know we talk about uh like video game preservation and i think retro game shops are probably a, a big uh are you know going to have a big influence in the availability as marco said of, of yeah, these man, kinds of games practically museums. right and so they, I, they really are they kind of i could have so I, I, I have a couple game shops within half an hour of me. I could have gone over there to see if they had a copy of Superman 64. You could have called. I could it probably would have been expensive. I can't imagine how much that, that game that, Sure, but like still on some level, I think that's morally... I've said it before. If you make it oh, available, yeah. I should... If there is an availability... Because now, now that since you're, you're getting a ROM, like, oh, maybe... If you had called and see, like, hey, you guys have a copy of Superman 64, and they all, they all said no, like, okay, whatever, get a ROM. But if they did, now it's like, oh, well, I'm sure those places don't make tons of money. They don't. And I think I could have done better to help keep them alive. So I've learned my lesson, Dakota and Marcus. 
I think this is <laughs> <laughs> this was like a... learning time for me. Uh, I I could have I you're right. I had excused it a little bit, but I don't. I still think on some level I could have done better. I could have done. It's better. like a, it's like when you sneak your snacks into a movie theater. Is it wrong? Yes. Should you oh, do it? Man. No. But uh, every time you sneak your snacks into the movie theater, you're slowly killing movie theaters. Because did you know that? Like ticket sales, like the first month or two months of a movie always go just right back to the, like, the actual Yeah, the movie producers. Itself. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. None of it goes to the actual theaters. Theaters make money on their snacks. The every time you... in a purse. And I want to keep, <laughs> I want to keep my movie theater alive. That's why I buy all my every, snacks there. And every time you sneak in snacks, you're killing the movie theater because yeah. now they're not making money off their overpriced popcorn and drinks. This is, that I mean, really hits home with me, Dakota, because I care much more about movie theaters than I do local retro shops. Uh, like I don't, yeah. sneak, no, don't sneak. I think I relate to that though. Yeah. So yeah, because that's where they make all their money is on their snacks and also like two month old movies. I think I think there's a lot to be said for this discussion, and that there is while there's like a there's a middle ground here. Um, I don't I don't know that there's any excuse, and I was looking for it. I was looking for it here today. Is there <laughs> any excuse for me or anybody to download a game without owning it previously? I don't I'm think there is. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Downloading the ROM, yeah. I don't I don't think there there's no legally no. Legally, certainly no. Yeah, agreed. Morally, uh, like at some point, a game is going to disappear forever. I do, but okay, let's round this conversation back one more time. So Nintendo is literally taking away our access to these games, yeah. right? Is yeah. that morally okay? It's their property. They can do what they want with it. I legally, think. I don't know how that's legally, works. but morally, Marcos. Morally, it's kind of messed up. It's like some of those games, like Superman 64 is probably a beloved game of somebody out there. Yeah. Okay. Let me and hit you with an example, Marcos. It's a beloved meme. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you guys with an example here. There's, there's starving, there's starving people. There's 12 starving okay. people. There's also a horde of bananas right near all of these people. One person owns all of these bananas. Why is now, he starving then? Well, because the no, one person no, no. won't give them any of the bananas. They're taking them all away. But it's their legal right. It's their bananas. Right? They're allowed to take them away, but now all of these starving people don't. Yeah, don't, I think you went a little too far with this analogy. <laughs> Gamers aren't starving. You're right. They're not. I'm just stretching it. You're, you're stretching. I'm stretching it. That's a long stretch. That's yeah. Surprising. Okay, so they're just hungry. No, I get then. what you're saying. They're just like, hungry. I understand what you're saying. And I think... It's messed up. I like you Nintendo should, okay. has every right to do what they're doing, and this is nothing different than what they've done in the past. But it's still pretty messed up if they, if they know that they and nobody else has any access to the games that they're about to vault away or basically burn. We have no idea what they're going to do with them. Okay, and people cherish those memories with those games, and they're hungry for them. Access to it. just yeah. like those people are hungry for the bananas. It's messed up, man. You're throwing a key, you're throwing the key away to the lock that's in their heart, man. Yes, they need that shit. They're hungry for it. They want those bananas, Dakota. This is uh, this is it's a better analogy would be you got <laughs> you got twelve gamers trying to go buy a Mountain Dew, but they just need one more dollar. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even work? There's, 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 a, there's like another the person with, with twelve whole dollars who just doesn't want to give share their dollars. <laughs> With uh, 
with these thirsty gamers no. <laughs> to get their mount too. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> we're gonna move Wrong. on to our our trivia. Uh, this this was sent to us by an Alex seven oh seven. Thanks, Alex seven oh seven. You've sent in three good questions, so I appreciate your support. Um, oh, this one, I, I yeah, three. This is their third question. Uh, just from what I could tell. But I think I think this one uh is <laughs> really funny. I had to I fact checked oh, this one. I fact checked it. Um, Marcos is back up by two points. His rightful spot <laughs> is up by two points. Let's see if that'll change Ugh. this week. You're gonna be going first, Marcos. Which of the following video game publishers is not real? So which of the following video game publishers is not real? Is it A, Gamecock out of Austin, Texas? Is it B, Playboy and Playmates out of Beverly Hills, California? Is it C, Pyongyang and the Great Leader out of Pyongyang, North Korea? Or is it D, Sears out of Chicago, Illinois? <laughs> which, of Sears, those, like, which of those companies produce, does not produce video games? <laughs> like, fuck. What was the first one? Gamecock. Gamecock. <laughs> what was the second one? Playboy and Playmates out of Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> this one's Sears absurd. That, uh, that, that weird department store thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll, there's no way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say Sears. Okay. D, Sears, Dakota. <laughs> I have to go with Sears, too, because there's no way that game company is using Sears' name. Also... Unless maybe they spelled it differently. Or what if Sears, the company, actually develops games, <laughs> publishes oh, them? Yeah. Uh, didn't they go bankrupt, though? Yeah, they, they aren't they dying? They, yeah. they publish, sure Sears is... All these companies have published games at one point or another, is the Wait, question. No, no, no. I, it's, okay, sorry. Let me re repose this. All of the, these companies, I'm asking which one has not produced oh, a video okay. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sears. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Sears. Okay, so... Just out, just to, just to clarify, you both pick Sears out of Gamecock, out of Austin, Texas, Playboy and Playmates, like the Playboy. See, yeah, Playboy. No, I believe, I believe. yeah, like, yeah, like porn games exist. Okay, I so you're both wrong. Austin, Texas is also <laughs> a yeah, also Austin, popular. Austin, weird, man. Yeah, yeah, no, Gamecock, they produce games. You're right. Playboy has Playmates. They have their own game. Uh, now, unfortunately, Pyongyang and the Great Leader out of Pyongyang, North Korea, has never produced a game. Sears Sears made a game, so I, I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fact check this. Sears, uh, they produced various Atari games. Yeah, isn't what? that weird? Yo, don't like that. It, yeah. <laughs> they various Atari. I had faith in Pyongyang. Yeah, no Pyongyang. No video games. Oh. A, a lot of video game publishers come out of South Korea, but none out of North Korea that I could find. There was yeah, not I, a thought, one. I believe North Korea like maybe making like uh, propaganda games. Yeah, that's. You know? I thought that too. I couldn't find that's, any. So yeah. I, I I totally believe that one. Like that was the one that I was like, well, that, that's a real one. I be, I buy it. <laughs> I thought Damn. that was a really a, a really clever fake out by Alex Seven Oh Seven Pyongyang. Shout out Sears. That was the most believable one for some reason out of all three. Yeah. So uh, just let me. I, I don't even the Playmates one was really weird for me too. I was like, they made, I, I, I they helped publish Earthworm Jim. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe Which is a game, game I've, I've heard of. Lots of, lots of game so companies live in Austin, Texas. It's true. Which is, that's why I was like, oh, Gamecock is real. It's Gamecock is totally real. Yeah. Game we Cock got a local, uh, local advertisements for various weird things. A lot of rooster teeth for whatever reason. I didn't yeah. know they made it because they're they're the biggest game company probably. Yeah, I know I know they're here. Like I'll see them sometimes, but I I, I had no idea that they would put advert like they, commercials. They have on their own it. convention. Yeah, they do. RTX. It's actually uh, next week. Gamecock has actually like since it. been dissolved or dissolved. Excuse me. So they no longer yeah, actually. I never heard exist. Of yeah, they no I, I, I didn't know Gamecock was a thing, but. It sound it's like the way this game these games usually work, it was the right kind of absurd to be right. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I still remember Frogger. Yeah. Frogger so, made by Sears. <laughs> so I what think was that, that Frogger that weird ass Frogger name you made? Uh oh god, what was that? I have to I don't remember that one. Three uh, D. I think that was the one. God, let's look up Frogger titles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Frogger game titles. Okay, let's see. Uh, Frogger had. Okay, what what were its sequels? Okay, so there's yeah, this was it. Frogger two colon three deep. <laughs> there's. I'm not kidding you guys. There's like seven different Frogger twos. <laughs> there's there's Frogger Two Swampy's Revenge. There's uh, <laughs> there's just Frogger three Two. <laughs> Frogger Two Three D. <laughs> not why not save that one for the third game? <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're we're all done today. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're we're jumping into a a little bit of a a season two, which we'll be talking about. I think probably in a couple weeks. We're not ready to discuss the details about that, but we'll have some. Uh, shakeups in regards to the podcast. Thank you as always for listening, Dakota. Where can uh, where can people find you? On Twitter at the Empress, but there's a three in there somewhere. You three gotta... deep. There's a three <laughs> in there somewhere, <laughs> and it, it it's the third. It's it's the thirty deep. <laughs> thirty deep. Marcos, where can people? Oh, and Spagina at Twitch.tv or Twitch.tv yeah. slash Spiner. Yeah. I Marcus. just bought a capture card. Yes. I'm uh, excited for that. You can find me on Twitter. I'm Marcos Carmona or Tweet by 37. I'm the cute one. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. at Benjamin Plays on Twitter or Benjamin10 on Twitch. This week I'll be streaming Oxenfree and uh, Sonic Adventure 2. More of that good stuff. We'll see what Dr. Eggman is up, up to. Is it Dr. Eggman or is it just Eggman? It's Dr. Egg. He's, He's a, doctor. a doctor. His real name is Dr. Robotnik. The yeah. Eggman is the nickname that he had to get. Because <laughs> that was like different. an egg. Do you not? Do you not remember playing Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? I do. Yeah, I always. Sonic is such a weird franchise. Weird. You're weird. Yeah. All right. I mean, it is a weird one. It's weird, but you're an asshole. Well, so we I already established this via Sonic my downloading of awesome. Superman sixty four. Yeah. Good thing you did it before that site gets shut down. <laughs> Rest in peace, Emu Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure they'll they'll continue to pop up. It's more of like a -a whack-a-mole with these types of things. Like even Pokemon Uranium, you can still find online. It's really hard to get rid of these things. Because people like will like they'll hold all the ROMs and just put it somewhere else or whatever. Whatever. 
right yeah literally anybody who downloads the rom can re-upload it at on any yeah. site so it's hard it's all those uh, tech savvy people i don't understand roms i, re- I have a chromebook so like technology wise i'm like a 50 year old man i don't know what's going on when are you gonna buy all of us chromebooks marcos i i, I can give you all one because i have bought so many <laughs> and they're just here <laughs> i recently upgraded like I think two or three months ago it's nice i no longer have an acer chromebook it's an hp chromebook now <laughs> all right well we'll be back next week we'll see you guys then thanks again for listening take care yeah.